Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance on today's menu. QB conundrum. Mac was whack. Zappy was crappy. Fields looked like the real deal. There's a lot to get to when we got the right people to do it. Let's go. Here we go. go, go. Only one place to start. <laughs> Dominique, really, really I don't know if you can hear him. Dominique Foxworth says to me, that was some good rhyming right there. <laughs> Greedy spitting this morning. <laughs> I so wanted to open Get Up with that today. Uh, For those of you who watch the TV show, I open the show with this good morning thing. And I wanted to say, Mac was whack and Zappy was crappy. <laughs> it did not seem appropriate for a television show. Radio. Somehow, for this, it yeah, seemed exactly yeah. like the right touch. What do you think, Graziano? I liked it. I thought it was good. I think you should have tried it out this morning. What are they going to do? <laughs> Work that into your lead graph on, on, on a piece about this, maybe? Zappy could you, you get away with that? Could you get away with Zappy uh, was crappy? Sa- like it, it, would, it would read fine, but it sounds better. His right? touchdown pass was just terrible. <laughs> it was, Jacoby Myers Dude, is to roll so five open. Yards. Troy Aikman did a very good job of diagramming how the Bears were it, it just got their defense wrong yeah. on that play. One guy thought they were playing zone, yeah. and everyone else knew they were playing man. And as a consequence, Jacoby Myers was 30 yards away from any defender, and he had to make an unbelievable catch and then roll uh, into the yeah. end zone to score. But one way or another, both quarterback situations last night were fascinating, and we're going to dive into both. That's our one place to start, brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Uh, Graziano, I actually want to start with Fields, and I want to start with a story you told us in the meeting yeah. before we went on Get Up this morning that I think was extremely illuminative about what we saw last night and why it might be the beginning of something really good. Yeah, it could. Look, the, the Bears, this Bears front office and coaching staff is not the one that drafted Justin Fields. But they do like him, and they do believe in him and his ability and his intangibles and, and all the great things about him. They believe that as the – look, at the beginning of the year, I think, you know, new coaches figure, here's what we have, here's what we don't have. We have a young quarterback trying to learn a new offense in his second year. Let's lean on the run game. Let's try and keep games, you know, muddy and ugly and, and, and win that way. And it worked. They won a couple. But they also feel like – you know, the quarterback does have more to offer than they're asking of him. So they have this Thursday night game last week. So they go into their sort of mini buy. They have a little extra time to make plans. The, the front office and coaching staff can meet while the players aren't there. And, you know, one of the things that comes up is we feel like Justin needs to play with more confidence. How can we put his, him in better situations to succeed? And one of the solutions was... Let's get him on the move more. Let's design some runs for him. He's a very good runner, and he might feel more comfortable overall in a game setting where he's being asked to do more of the things he's good at. And maybe that translates to him cutting a couple of these throws loose. Because they think he can make the throws down the field. 
They know they're not protecting him very well. So, I mean, I think it was it showed up last night. It'll be interesting to see if they maintain it going forward as part of the game plan. They really should. The stat was simple. He had 12 designed rushes last night. He had only had 13 designed rushes in the previous yeah. or the first six games of the season combined. So, Dominique, look. Let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt that the reasoning wasn't that it just occurred to right. them to do <laughs> of this. Of course it wasn't. But, but they felt like they needed to sort of bring it along slowly. It is, once again, a great illustration of something we talk about a lot, which is young quarterbacks, yeah. they don't get drafted in the first round because they can't play. Right. <clears throat> but almost all of them have a particular skill set, and the rest of it needs to be developed. Right. I th- and if you put them in the right position – you have a chance. Yeah, I think uh, you and I agree on this, that more quarterbacks are ruined than actually bust. And I think that you can look at the recent history of the league. The best quarterbacks in the league all came into good situations. The reason why that matters is because it gives you time to develop. And now, like, you're very high on Daniel Jones right now because now he's getting a little bit more support with the coaching and uh, the defense playing well and a little bit of time to develop. I think that's the biggest factor for all these guys. The same is true for Justin Fields. The point that you made is exactly right. No one gets drafted in the first round because they don't have any natural ability. Everybody's excellent at something. Mm -hmm. You got to find that thing, and that's what you focus on, and you try to take pressure off your quarterback in other ways. For for Justin Fields, the thing that he does that no one else, well, almost no one else in the league can do, is his athleticism. He has a big arm, and he's accurate. He can throw the ball. He can read defense. He can do all those things. But the thing that he does that no one else really can do that you should build around is his athleticism. Why it took them this long, it doesn't matter. They finally got there, and now they're there. And if he can continue to to build off of this, you can have play action off of this. You can have um, boots and sprints and things that they were doing last night. And it seemed like he was throwing better from the pocket, in part because I think the confidence that he built from his running intact, but also because the defenses that he's seeing, once you start running your quarterback, the defenses get simpler. They don't want to blitz necessarily because then you made your defense one level. He gets past right. that. It's six points. You don't want to play nearly as much man when he's scrambling because with everyone's back to him, he just has to beat one guy and go. It changes everything for a defense and it makes it simpler for the quarterback. So they found something, I think. Yeah, Hembo sent me a stat this morning. The Bears ran 70 plays last night. Only 16 of them were straight dropbacks, no play action. Like, I mean, So that's the whole thing, right? He can do it, but if that's all you're asking him to do, yeah. then then you're risking getting him in a rut. And, and so hopefully for his sake and their sake, they've unlocked a little something, continue to build. Because he has shown improvement every week. Like he has played better as this year has gone along. See, the, the, the perfect, the best example of this, the shining light on the hill of this is Josh Allen. Right. Because it's easy to forget now, Josh Allen came into the league with a, a particular set of skills, to quote the great Liam Neeson, and a lot of development necessary. Right. He, he, didn't, he wasn't the third quarterback taken in that draft by accident because a lot of people didn't think he would ever be able to develop some of the other stuff. But Brian Dayball and um, uh, the head coach, his name just jumped out of my head. Ken Dorsey? I think, uh, well, no. now Ken Dorsey, but the head coach, uh, oh, Sean, Sean McDermott. McDermott. Excuse yeah. me. And, and, and all the, they, they did exactly right. They said, all right, let's do what he can do. Right. Let's work on that. And let's slowly but surely add a little, add a little, add a little. And then when he was really ready, they added the biggest piece of it, which is Stefan Diggs, Diggs. And boom, now mm. you got an MVP caliber player for a decade. I don't know that Justin Fields can become that. But I don't know that he can't. Sure. 
And this feels like the right way to take the first step in that journey. Yeah, no one is ever going to make a leap like um, Josh Allen did. No one has before and no one else will in the future. But you can get better. And Justin Fields, looking at Josh Allen, the skill set is very similar. And that they both are big arm guys, big body guys who are really good athletes who can take a lot of pressure off themselves and everyone else with their running attack. And that's what they did for Josh Allen. And and you're right, the receiver really mattered. It's building up around them. So he doesn't have anyone as good as Stefan Diggs, but maybe that's the next step. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. I'm going to say something that I think a lot of people are going to disagree with. But I actually think Daniel Jones could have a similar trajectory. Now, I say this as one, and I, I feel like I need to keep pointing this out for anyone who doesn't listen every day. If you went to Northwestern, as I did, you knew who Daniel Jones was long before the draft at a time when everyone was saying, wait, who is this Daniel Jones from Duke? We play Duke every year. He killed us twice. And we, those were good defenses. So Daniel Jones can throw the ball and he's big and he's strong and he's fast. And he got drafted by a team that to the owners, at least his credit, the owner of the team said, we've done everything we can to screw this guy up. His coaches were Pat Shermer and Joe Judge. This on the heels of Ben McAdoo. Now, this is a franchise that has not been able to get out of its own way. And they drafted this kid, and he looked like a bust. And now all of a sudden, they've got the quarterback guru in there, and you are starting to see it come together. And Dan Graziano, you and I were talking before we came on the radio here, he's doing it with no receivers. I mean, no team has less receivers than he has, and he's finding ways to win games. Not only no receivers, but like they've already committed a whole bunch of resources to receivers that don't play for them, right? right? Kadarius Toney was their first-round pick last year, and Kenny Galladay was this high-priced free agent signing last year. Neither one of them can get on the field. Uh, So, yeah, look, we've talked about that. Dayball is obviously the coach of the year right now. No one's doing more with less. But Jones has shown an incredible ability to hang in, stay tough, and find a way to win the game. Like, the whole idea with the Giants is, like, we're not gonna we're not gonna get in shootouts because we're gonna lose. Like like we're gonna keep the game close. We're gonna stop the other team in the red zone. We're gonna not turn the ball over. Which, by the way, is a thing that Daniel Jones has gotten a lot yeah. better at. Right, right? Well, that was the big thing with him early in his career. Mm-hmm. And then if, if it's close in the fourth quarter, we think we can make enough plays to win it. And Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley there have made those plays so far. It, it's a great it's a great story for a for a team and a fan base that is not used to any success at all right now and, and is uh, and is really enjoying itself here in late October. I think we figured it out. Quarterback development is very simple. It's about two things in my view. It's about focusing on the one thing that they do well early and also finding ways to take pressure off of them. Yeah. And I think that's what they're doing is Saquon is having an incredible season. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of pressure. You want your quarterback to have to make a couple of plays a game. When in the past you're asking Daniel Jones to make 10, 12 plays a game, that's when he's going to look terrible. You want him to have to make a couple of plays, and then you can build on that. A few more plays, a few more plays, and that's like the Dak Prescott model is like his first year, they were not asking much of him at all, and then he starts to build on it. It's the same thing that happens with, it seems like, all the great quarterbacks in this league. Tom Brady was the same way. You start out asking a little bit of them. You build on that confidence, and you add more, and you add more, and they seem to have finally figured it out, but it 
it may be too late in New York. I, I just I disagree a little on one thing. Like I think they are asking a lot of Daniel Jones right now because other than Saquon, they have nothing else. Right. They, they like they have two young tackles. The offensive line's better than it's been uh, in recent years. But I mean, he still has to decide when to run. He still has to decide to make a throw to a guy that he probably doesn't trust to catch it. Like I, I think I think he is being asked to do an awful lot within the framework of. You know, yes, don't turn it over and, and find a way to win the game in the fourth quarter. I think he's he's stepped it's, into a little bit of a larger role than they might have expected for him. It's hard for me to accept that when their game winning drive is nine runs in yeah, one pass. So like that's that's, true. that's what I mean is when it, they're not but asking. some of those runs are by him. Oh, agree. Right. <laughs> agree. So he's their second yeah. leading rusher. Yeah. I mean, he has. He's he on has pace for like 850 for, rushing yeah, yards. He's, he's been great. Uh, yeah. and, and he does not have a. Their leading receiver yeah. is Richie. James, uh-huh. he has 191 yards receiving for the not, season. It's not good. Is that good? No, that's a, <laughs> that's that's like good a, for one game. That's, that's a good. good game for Jamar Chase. Right. Yeah. Th- that's their leading receiver. Saquon Barkley is yeah. next on the list. Yeah. I mean, Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony has a, have a combined total of 22 yards receiving uh, this season. So I, 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 th- I think the Giants are a great story. I think Daniel Jones is a story, and I think they give him up at their own peril. That would be a huge mistake. That said. Uh, with uh, Graziano and Foxworth here. Let, let, let's jump back to the other the game last night and the other side, the quarterback conundrum in which Bill Belichick finds himself. And by the way, I believe uh, Nuno, someone can let me know, he was supposed to have a, a press conference. Bill was like in the last half hour. I don't know if he said anything further about his quarterback situation. He I have did a not hunch. say anything last night. You have a hunch he did not say anything. I have anything. a pretty good hunch that we didn't learn much from that press conference. So who should their quarterback be, Nick? Who yeah, should start like, against the Jets on Sunday? It seems obvious that it should be Bailey Zappi to me. Um, if Part of the argument for why they were going to go with two quarterbacks was that Mac Jones wasn't fully healthy. So let him get healthy. I do think that... What we saw from Mac Jones last year was like encouraging, but he was the best rookie last year. Not because he was outstanding, but because the other rookies were were really, really bad. I don't know where his ceiling is, but it feels like I have an idea of where it is. And it doesn't seem like it's like... Right, feels nearby. Yeah, it seems like he's very close to it. (laughs) And that's my feeling. Like, I'm not saying that Bailey Zappi's ceiling is like... Uh, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, but I'm saying that I don't know where it is. And uh, I think that they should try to figure out where that is. And uh, sunk costs is like, to me, the only argument to go with uh, Mac Jones. Dan, you're going to love this. So Belichick, not only did he not answer the question, but he found an extraordinarily creative way not to. Mike Reese asked him, if Mac Jones is healthy, is he the starter? Which is a very reasonable question. And Bill's response is, that's a hypothetical question, so let's see where that is and what that is. Yeah. What? That's an extraordinary non-answer, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is. Can we cut that up? I, I just am looking at it on Twitter. Nuno will get it up on the screen at some point here, and we'll actually hear it. Listen, that's, that's a hypothetical question. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just see where it is. And, I mean, what, what, so, so do you believe, Dan Graziano, that they believe in Mac Jones as strongly as they did going into the season? I, I think there was a... There was enormous optimism about Mac Jones in New England going into this season. That's the sense I got from everybody. Do they still feel that way? I, I believe that they do. I, I, I think that, you know, he's he, – he, look, he, he hasn't been healthy the last couple of weeks. He's been pushing to play. They put him in the game last night. He did run around a little bit. It didn't look like his ankle was bothering him. So, um, you know, maybe they're reass- – look, I, here's, I, I can tell you what they were saying before last night's game. Right. Like it's, it's it has been I haven't really gotten a lot of feedback since, you know, the game ended in the middle of the night. 
So what they think today, I'm not all the way clear on. But prior to the game, yeah, it was Mac when he's healthy is going to be the starter. He he was a first round pick a year and a half ago. They've put in time with him. They they did. You're absolutely right. Go back to August and September. Extremely high on him and his potential. And um, I, I don't think they've moved that far off of it, if at all. All right. We will wait and see where that goes. They play the Jets this weekend. Guys, I could do this all day. You're the best. Thank you, Dominique Foxworth, Dan Graziano. Great morning all the way around. As we continue, I will explain how my power knows no bounds. I'm <laughs> genuinely afraid of what I did last night. You will hear what it is right after this. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. All right, so I'm starting to become afraid. I'm genuinely afraid of my own power. Which is to say that the Chicago Bears, I think have generally been thought to be by most this season, including me, one of the worst teams in the National Football League. And the Patriots felt like a team on the upswing, having won a couple of games behind Bailey Zappi. Now the quarterback might be healthy and coming back. They were playing at home last night. I believe there was every reason to think that New England would win that game last night. And Las Vegas obviously agreed. The the uh, Patriots were an eight-and-a-half-point favorite last night. And our analytics... Our FPI gave the Patriots an 82% chance of winning the game last night. That that translates to a double-digit point spread. That's a huge advantage. 
And I, like most, thought New England would win the game. So I did what I've been doing, which is I picked against myself. I did the opposite. The legendary George Costanza episode in which he did the opposite. So because I was so convinced the Bears were going to get blown out, I picked the Bears yesterday. They won 33-14. to The line was eight and a half in the other way. This game was 27 and a half points away from the point spread. That happens like once a year, if that, in the National Football League. And the only reason it happened is me. The power of the KOD is, it's, it's, it's frightening. Every decision I've ever made in my entire life has been wrong. If every instinct you have is wrong then the opposite would have to be right. I mean, that, that's, that's what it is. And somehow I, I'm able, Hembo, how do we harness this power <laughs> that I have? I am so wrong about everything that I think is going to happen. And I'll give you another example. I will make fun of myself. Now, I was kind of kidding, but not totally. <laughs> As I was watching this game last night, And when Zappi threw that ball up to Devontae Parker and he caught it and they're going to go ahead 14-10, and I'm thinking, oh, they're going to win this game now by four touchdowns and Zappi is going to have a huge night and and then history is being remade. I tweeted, history has a funny way of repeating itself in sports. The last time the Patriots had a quarterback controversy, a sixth rounder named Tom Brady emerged with the job over the number one overall pick. This is Bailey Zappi's team now. It's his time. And immediately he stunk. Immediately, he started turning the ball over left and right. I killed Bailey Zappi. I am the reason Bailey Zappi stunk last night. It's not Roquan Smith. It's not Jaquan Brisker. It's not the Bears defense. It's me. So what do we do about this? How do I harness this towards like worthwhile aims, world peace? How do I do this? Here's the deal. What? What you needed, Greeny, was Twitter on September 21st excuse me, September 23rd, 2001. That's the day that Brady came in and replaced Bledsoe. If you had tweeted something like that on that day, Tom Brady does not exist, and they don't own the Jets for the next two decades. It's true. I blame myself. Oh my God. I blame myself for not having found some, not having figured this out earlier. So I just need to work on this because there's got to be some way that I can do this. In the meantime, that brings us to today's scoop. The scoop. The Bears and the Giants have both figured out that the year is 2022. And I'm only sorry that it took them this long. And you know what? That's the difference between coaches in the National Football League who can and coaches who can't. There are lots of really good assistant coaches in the sport. And Matt Nagy is probably one of those. And Joe Judge, I guess, is too. (laughs) But those guys never saw the forest for the trees. And the reality is that in pro football of 2022, quarterbacks can have one of two skill sets. Now, look, I'm an older person watching football. I remember watching football all of my life, and it used to be the quarterback was standing on a spot. He was, you could put a dime on the ground, and you knew his foot was going to be on it when he threw that football every single time. And that's how football was played. And it's not anymore. And why Matt Nagy decided he was going to make Mitch Trubisky play that way and make Justin Fields play that way when clearly it was not within either of their skill sets or certainly not what they should be majoring in is a mystery. And 
But the solution is that's why they're not head coaches anymore. That's why Nagy is not. And that's why Joe Judge and Pat Shermer never figured out that Daniel Jones has a skill set. We drafted him because he does something well. And they never let him do it. They acted like it was like that's that's like like a quarterback running the football is almost like, well, that's an accident. That's not something we can count on. Really? Ask Baltimore how that's working out. They, all they do is win games. People want to talk about all the Super Bowls they haven't won. Let's talk about all the games they've won. The Giants and the Bears have been embarrassingly bad for a, what feels like a long time now because they didn't let their quarterbacks do the one thing they were good at. Instead, they tried to force them to do things they're bad at. You watch Daniel Jones play right now. Daniel Jones is good. By the way, he can throw it too. He just had nobody to throw it to. But these geniuses, they get these jobs and they decide how they're going to play. All their lives, they've dreamt of being head football coaches. And when they get that job, instead of looking at the talent that they have and saying, how do I mold this group of people, this collection of talent into the best it can possibly be, which is what Brian Daybald's doing, they think, how do I turn these people into what I've always thought this should look like? And that is a surefire ticket to failure. And that's why Matt Nagy's not a head coach anymore. And it's why Joe Judge is not a head coach anymore. And it's why the Giants and maybe the Bears are starting to figure it out. And it's just not that complicated. Is there a really good, young, immobile quarterback in the NFL right now? And the only one who's even close to that is Mac Jones. And we thought he was pretty good last year. So I can't say you can't do it. Now, oh, by the way, I saw him running around a lot last night. But that's not what he's going to major in. By and large, Mac Jones is going to be in the classic mold of NFL quarterbacks. He's going to go drop back three steps, five steps, seven steps, hit his back foot, and the ball comes out. That's what he wants to do. And if that doesn't happen, he's got a problem. But almost none of the other, I cover the draft. I sit here and I go over all these players. It used to be, what the hell difference does it make what a quarterback's 40 time was? That's not the case anymore. A quarterback's 40 time is a big part of the equation because the quarterback being able to run with the football is no longer a luxury, it's no longer fringe, it's no longer a side benefit, it is an integral part of playing football in 2022. You just asked the question, is there a good, immobile, young quarterback in the NFL? To which I would ask you, is there a good, old, immobile quarterback in the NFL right now? Because I pulled up our uh, QBR leaderboard, and right now Tom Brady ranks 14th, Kirk Cousins 17th, Matthew Stafford 21st, Matt Ryan 22nd, and Aaron Rodgers 26th. This is just the way of the world now. If you're... If you, if you have an athletic quarterback and you're not regularly using his legs in order to gain yardage, to pick up first downs and to score, then you're just not doing it right. And you're going to find yourself fired. What'd you say, Nuno? What do we consider Justin Herbert? Because he, I, I know he's had 21 carries, I think this whole year in seven games. Um, but I think a lot of them are probably on short yardage. So is Justin, what, would, what do we consider Justin Herbert? I, I don't, he's certainly not immobile. That's the point. He's extraordinarily athletic. They don't do a lot of that. And I'm, you don't have to. I mean, Joe Burrow doesn't do a lot of it, but he can. The point is, the time, and look, I'm not going to suggest that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, I mean, as recently as last year, Tom Brady set the new passing, set his own personal career passing records. Did he break the, the record for most yards or come off? No, he got close. Yeah, he got close. He got close to breaking the record for yards, and Aaron Rodgers was the MVP. So I'm not going to sit here and say you can't do that anymore. But those guys are going out to your current point. They're, they're, that, that stuff is being phased out of the game. 
And I'm not saying you can't design an offense where that's a guy's what he does. But my point is you do that if you have Mac Jones. If you ask Justin Fields to play like Mac Jones, he's going to stink, and it's your fault, not his. That's the point I'm trying to make. Not that you can't win with an immobile quarterback, but you can only win that way in one particular way. So if you, if you said to Mac Jones, hey, we want you to come to Baltimore. We want you to run the same offense Lamar Jackson is, is running. How would that work? It's a rhetorical question, but Bubba, how would that work? If you had Mac Jones running Lamar Jackson's offense, how would it work? Probably not well. Not well. <laughs> so why are we asking? Why are we asking? Why would we ask Lamar Jackson to run Mac Jones's offense? It, it, it's, it's laughable, but it actually doesn't make any less sense if you really think about it. It only goes back to what has been conventional football wisdom, through the history of the sport, but the sport has changed so much that you got to jump on board or you're going to get left behind. By the way, there is one young, top-tier, immobile quarterback. Cooper Rush? Correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, fair enough. He is immobile. He, he is as immobile as it gets, and he is also currently not playing. <laughs> um, but he has more wins than some of these other people. He does. Look, and, and that brings us to another point. Hey, by the way, I'll mention you can always be a part of Greeny Nation here on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation's presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Here's another scoop. The scoop. The next time we start making a big deal about off-season quarterback moves, someone remind us of the following. Russell Wilson went to Denver. Carson Wentz went to Washington, Matt Ryan went to Indy, and Baker Mayfield went to Carolina. Those were all a big deal because Mariota, well, Marcus Mariota, I actually think Mariota's played pretty well. I'm going to put him aside. Carson Wentz was the second pick in the draft once. Matt Ryan was the third pick in the draft once. Baker Mayfield was the first pick in the draft once. And Russell Wilson was on his way and probably still is to the Hall of Fame. And you know what those teams all have in common and those players all have in common? They stunk. Matt Ryan got benched yesterday in Indy for Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger. Russell Wilson is hurt right now in Denver, but in all honesty, that offense looked better with Brett Rippon. <laughs> I, I watched the game. I did. I watched it. They played the Jets. They looked better with Brett Rippon than they looked with Russell Wilson. Carson Wentz getting hurt is the best thing that ever happened to the Washington Commanders so they could go to Taylor Heineke. Here's the other thing I'll say. Colts versus Commanders this week, which is a grudge match because it's Ursay versus Snyder. It's Jim Ursay out there versus Daniel Snyder. Now becomes Heineke versus Ellinger. At one point, we thought that game would be Matt Ryan against Carson Wentz. Instead, it's Heineke versus Ellinger. Two quarterbacks who have one big thing in common. Theirs are the most oft mispronounced names in the sport. You ask 100 football fans who think they know a lot about football, is Heineke's first name Taylor or Tyler? They get it wrong every single time, and most of them still say Meineke, even though it obviously isn't. And then on the other side, how many people don't say Ellinger? <laughs> <laughs> do you know how, how many times I had to have that beaten into my head when I was getting ready to do that draft? Ellinger, Ellinger, Ellinger. It's not Ellinger. Everyone gets both their names wrong, and they are the starting quarterbacks this weekend in a relatively important game between the Commanders and Colts. 
So there you have it. That's that's where we stand as far as quarterback stuff in the National Football League. I'm Greeny, and I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to support veterans and small businesses with their annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, helping veterans move their lives forward since 2013. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. All right, coming up, one team is getting more love from Vegas than maybe any in history. We'll tell you which one and why. Right after this, I'm Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, next. The Scoop. The Buffalo Bills have been favored in every game they've played this season. Now, that's not uncommon, right? As I bring in my master of analytics here, Hembo, who knows everything about all these numbers. For one team, they're probably not the only team that's been favored in every game they've played this year, or or certainly that's not totally unusual. No, last season, both the Chiefs and the Buccaneers were a favorite in every single game they played. Not that uncommon. But listen to how much love they get in Las Vegas. All of the following things I'm about to say are true. The Bills are on the verge of making Aaron Rodgers a 10-point underdog for the first time in his career. They made Patrick Mahomes a home underdog for the first time in his career. They made Lamar Jackson a home underdog for only the third time in his career. And by the way, the Bills won both games. They made the Steelers a 14-point underdog for the first time since 1969. They made the reigning champions a home underdog in their season opener. They made Miami the biggest 2-0 home underdog since 2011. And they made Mike Vrabel and Ryan Tannehill a 10-point underdog for the first time ever in the regular season. I, I think it is reasonable to say, and this is probably not something that can be looked up, But Las Vegas likes the Bills right now as much as they've ever liked any team in the NFL. I I went back and looked in our database, actually. There are some instances, or a handful at least, in which a team has gotten this kind of love from Vegas. They sort of shrunk the lines over the years. Think about the 07 Patriots. But what I will say is that this love is most definitely founded. Right now, the Bills, having played six games, have a plus 95 scoring margin. 
They're plus 25 in explosive plays. Their offense has scored 20 touchdowns and punted 11 times. This team is a juggernaut. And had they not lost that fluky game to Miami, we would legit be talking about them going 17-0 for sure. Yeah, and, and, and Vegas would probably be riding it as well. So it just seemed worth getting across um, in, in what is sort of a, an interesting little moment in time in the NFL. They are looking like a... a Pay no attention to the one-loss record and everything else. They're dominating the league in ways that teams... When you bring up the 07 Patriots, who were beating people 55-10 to 10 <laughs> on a week-in, week-out basis, we're talking about something special. I, I think there is reason to believe the Bills are going to run away and hide. By the way, a reminder, you can watch us live in the ESPN app. Just open the app, hit watch on the bottom tab, you'll be able to watch the show live. They are who we thought they were! Playoffs! Playoffs? You kidding me? You kidding me? Hello? You play to win the game. Rant of the day. So the rant of the day today comes from a fairly unlikely source. Michael Kay is a friend of mine. I've known him for 20 years. Um, and he hosts afternoons and has hosted afternoons on our ESPN radio station in New York for all of that time. And he is probably much better known across the country as the voice of the New York Yankees. And he has been that for a very long time, first on the radio and now on television. And he is as connected to the Yankees as any person could be. And it's worth pointing out that frequently there is just a complicated, this is in no way a criticism, there's a complicated relationship that a broadcaster or journalist has when they work directly with and for a team. It just sometimes has to be. I've never done it myself, but forgetting about whether anyone is openly telling you what you can and cannot say, there has to be some degree of being uncomfortable just going in on the team that you were around every single day. So the fact that Michael went as in on the manager of the Yankees yesterday as he did really took me by surprise. So I've got two moments of rant. He went on about this forever. And, 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 and no, which one should I play? I've got, I've got the one on the lineup, and I've got the one on the motivational strategy. Which one should I play? Which one is better? I think it's the strategy one okay. because as fans, I think that one's what hurts the most. All right. So so this is on Aaron Boone, the manager of the Yankees, and the lineup and, and changes that they made in their lineup and at shortstop and everything else. Here was Michael Kay, rant of the day. You're trying to get to the World Series, and on a day-to-day basis, you didn't know who your leadoff hitter was. You didn't know who your shortstop was. You didn't know who was going to close games. It's, it's incomprehensible a team could get to the World Series with that kind of uncertainty. And then you got IKF. If he's as great as you said, you started 131 out of 162 games at shortstop. You made him disappear in the postseason? The first four games of the ALCS, the only four, you started a different shortstop every single game from game to game to game. That is going to go down as one of the worst trades that Brian's ever made because you accepted $50 million in Josh Donaldson's contract. So for those around the country who don't follow it closely, Hembo, what is Michael saying and is he right? Michael's saying that hardly ever, if ever, have you ever seen a manager this wishy-washy when it comes (laughs) to the most important position on the diamond. That's his shortstop. He started three different shortstops in four games in a postseason series. I actually reached out to Elias this morning. They said that's only happened four times previously in the history of baseball. Aaron Boone started a shortstop named Oswaldo and a different shortstop named Oswald in the same series. I'm sure that's never happened before. He's right. Like Aaron Boone, it was just grasping for straws here at the end. So much so that he started IKF, Oswaldo, 
And Oswald. Well, uh, Nuno, yeah, that, that is a remarkable... See, that's why Hembo is the very best at this, because everyone can see that it was three different people, but the fact that there was an Oswaldo and an Oswald is pretty <laughs> remarkable. By the way, this is your home for every pitch of the World Series beginning Friday, uh, presented by AutoZone, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Nuno, I'll give you 30 seconds. Go. Well, in that 30 minutes that Kay went on, the thing that also just was jarring, the reason, and there was a lot of analytics talk and like, hey, this is what we're at, where we're at within the sport. But the reason Matt Carpenter was in the lineup was because the analytic geeks said that his practice swings, the exit, the launching or whatever the hell it was, <laughs> that it was the same thing as it was when he was hot during the season so he was good to go he hadn't faced live pitching and that's what you decide to do because some nerds said hey this is what we're doing the rant of the day may be here next thanks for listening to greenie the podcast you can listen live each weekday morning at 10 eastern on espn radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the espn app also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.